With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Charlie Parsons for Boxing Social and Association with Empire Fight Store. Forged Irish that I'm ready to fight. Always a pleasure. Mr. Charlie Edwards on Zoom. Uh, the new year has begun. You're looking well, my friend. I know that you're certainly uh, in a sort of better mindset um, than the back end of last year. It was a little bit of a frustrating time, but going forward into 2024, you're positive. Things are good. Yeah, in a positive mindset, going into 2024 in a really good light, I believe. Um, the back end of the year, like the last three, four months, I um, got my own manager's license, so I started managing myself which has allowed me to not be blocked any roadblocks in the way to be able to speak freely to many people and people actually want to work with me. So it weren't, it weren't ever me. Do you know what I mean? So um, it's, it's good. 2024, I'm going in with um, a top 15 world ranking with the WBC. So I've got um, a few hits on my radar, put a call out video out, um, last uh, at the end of last year I don't know the beginning of this year and it's um it's been good you know like I've always been a quiet fighter but I believe like looking at the likes of like the you say the YouTube even um industry that's come on the scene us as fighters we've got to learn and we've got to move in the new direction of online media um, and shy kids never get no sweets, you know. So I've made sure I've made some noise coming into the new year. And um, yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. I think this is going to be a year I'm going to boom back on the scene. And all that hard work and dedication and sacrifice and consistency that I have continued to put in behind the scenes, away from the lights, away from the cameras, away from the big shows, um, it's all going to show. And I believe it's this year. Charlie, just now you mentioned about like a management license. Is that is that sort of just in terms of like guiding yourself or, or other fighters as well? Um, for now, for now, it's um to guide myself. Um, I've learned a lot of valuable lessons throughout my pro career, um, which I have had to 
in Dow, I made a few bad decisions, some very bad decisions looking back. But it's um, lessons that I have learned from. And I believe that no one can guide my career and want it as much as I do, as bad as myself. I've always got on with everyone, every promoter I've worked with. Um, in the boxing scene, I, uh, what you see is what you get. I'm, I'm a social butterfly. I can go around and speak to people. I'm well-respected and I've got a brain on my shoulders, you know, and I'm fed up of people holding me back through their own relationships or whatnot um, and being lied to. Like, I don't want to be lied to anymore. I want to be able to deal with situations and be able to negotiate and be able to be in these rooms with the promoters and chase the fights that I want to chase. Like, I'm not doing anyone else. I'm not being like a pawn in a kind of chess game where other people can fuck me up and um I, I believe it's a good move smart move i'm going like i said 2024 i'm managing myself um a former undefeated world champion and i'm top 15 in the wbc so currently a free agent as well so i'm going into the year very powerful position and it's time to take that into my own hands you know you talk about making bad decisions. Now, I think the last time we caught up, we've spoke since, of course, but like on, on an interview perspective was uh, in October when Catrell fought Linares and, and yeah. you were quite emotional and probably like reflecting on that would have been a, a certainly a strange time for you. And at the time, you, you, you told me that you'd split with Joe Gallagher, but you weren't willing to really speak about the intricacies. Now, reflecting... Uh, is there any light that you can you can shed, shed on that whole situation? Um, well, reflecting on that situation is, look how inactive I was. I got nothing. Do you know what I mean? So what does that show? Like, that speaks volumes, you know. Everyone can see I've always been in the gym. I've been, I was going away from my family for like five, six weeks at a time being told I was going to fight here, fight there, this person, that person. like, And it was all bullshit. It was all, it, I got fucked about. Um, I've, I've invested time, energy, um, money in my career to keep this dream alive, to become a multi-weight world champion. And um, I just got sick and tired of it, you know. Um, it's, it's not fair. You're playing with someone's livelihood, you know. You're playing with a, a family's livelihood, happiness and everything. And I, I want boxing more, more than I've ever wanted it. Um, I love the sport of boxing. It's my passion. and I deserve to be in the lights that I used to be in. So looking back, probably the worst decision I ever made in my boxing career, in my honest, humbling opinion. What was the straw that broke the camel's back for you? What was the final sort of... Point where, where you sort of realised, I mean, I, I have your box rec here. Um, like you say, that there was just that one fight in, in June, I believe it was. Um, but from then, it was, it was a little bit static. It was all September, I've won. Oh, no, it was June. Of course it was June. Um, but it, it just was, at what point did you just say no more? And why, why was that decision to say no more? Um, I mean, it was, to be fair, it was, it was my wife. Like I, I, I've always been a very like trying to let people do their, do their job and um, try and have belief and trust in the team that I have around me and who I've decided to, to go with. But 
when things aren't materializing and it's not just once it's twice it's three times you're getting ignored you're not getting no like nothing back and um it's just not benefiting you do you know what i mean like it's not better it weren't benefiting me in any way it sent me into like a bit of moping around negative mindset and when I finally decided, my wife spoke up to me. She could see it happening to me. And it was affecting my family life. I was just going to say that. You know? ended up having sort of your spats with, with your brother yeah. at the back of it. and it, it was. Like, it was affecting my family life. Um, I was listening to the wrong people. Um, and it, it, it affected my family life. And that, that family means everything to me. I love my brother dearly you know, and um, it was just something that, I, it was like a, a switch hit and I woke up from it. And then once I woke up from the spell, then I started looking back and reassessing things and looking through things. And it, it just, I just weren't having it no more. You know, it, it just not on. Do you think perhaps in hindsight, looking back at sort of maybe a state of hopelessness and, and because you'd had such a, a lack of activity over the time that maybe that was what, what led you to sort of believe that that was the right path for you, the fact that you sort of, you'd been so down and out and, and maybe you didn't know what was right for you anymore. Um, yeah, it was. I, I, I um, suffered um, with a, a bit of like, I wasn't, I went through an unconfident stage and I went through it like, as it's well documented, like my mental state weren't the best, but like, and I wanted to believe what I got told. I wanted to believe, and I and I had full sense of hope sitting there, just kind of like just hoping it's going to come, it's going to come. But when things don't come and don't come and don't come, and everyone's like, "What the fuck has happened to Charlie? Is he retired? What not?" And I'm grafting my bollocks off day in day out in the gym, and and sacrificing family time and causing stress like my wife's looking after my little daughter. I'm missing that valuable time that I would never get back. Being told lies about this lies about that and it um yeah it, it pissed me off and I got fed up of it so it was just like what am I gonna do like I'm, am I gonna am I gonna sink like am I gonna fuck my whole career up I'm still young I'm only 30 coming into the peak years of my career and it's time to take matters into my own hands and and guide my own career and with all the relationships that I have had throughout my my, my professional career and how I've got on with every promoter I've ever been with. And for some reason now they weren't interested or, or I had to, I, I had to look at it from not an emotional perspective, but the reality, you know what I mean? And, and like, as I got closer back with my brother and, and my thing, like I see it all for what it was. And my wife was like, she, she, she wanted me to speak up a long, long time ago, but, she allowed me to come to my senses on 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 my own, and um, now and since I've, my eyes have been open, I don't think I've been in the box, boxing media so much. Um, the last four months managing myself, my relationships grown with my brother, um, back sparring with him. Um, so many people are talking to me more and actually tell me what I thought might have been my only head, but hearing other things and other stories it allows me to think fucking hell why ain't you told me this this whole time do you know what i mean but 
you've got to open your eyes up yourself and that's what that's what I've done when I saw you it was quite um I suppose a, a dark time for just from what I can can sort of uh, entail from my own sort of being around you and everything it seemed like it was quite a dark play you mentioned that sort of the UK fans would come up to you and they would ask when you'd be out again and and the reality was you just you like, got no answers yeah yeah no one. reality is and you're getting like no bullshit clue. and whatever you say is another lie and then it makes you look even worse do you know what I mean so how, how difficult was that because now we we look at sort of and it, and it was sort of like a and, a and you won't mind me saying because you've sort of said this yourself but it was like a hundred to zero right you went from being the world champion and there was like no gradual or uh, like you, you know you had the fight with Martinez and then you sort of found mm. yourself but it was just it just went to this whole heap of inactivity going yeah. from a like hundred up here to sort of where you were how damaging was that to you mentally and sort of what impact has that had on you to this day and I, I feel like now you seem like you're in the healthiest position you've, you've been in in years yeah I feel like um like it was like clear to see like I even watched some of my my interviews back yeah where I looked on behind the eyes like I looked like I don't I don't recognize myself in them interviews how I'm speaking like the, the hunger and passion and and all this it was it was tough to get through but I think it's made me the person I am today um I'm also a big believer of the power of the universe like the things that I have asked for that what I want to achieve in the sport of boxing I want to I want a legacy I want to be a multi-weight world champion and I'm coming to the peak years of my career but I feel that sometimes God gives his hardest tests to his toughest soldiers and I have to walk this path and I had to go through all this turmoil and shit, which I've never been through in my whole pro career. I was like GB, straight on, on with Eddie. I, I got beat for my first world title against Casemiro, who was a two-weight world champion, a killer in the division. Back then I bounced back and become a world champion. So I had a career that was like, it was all going in the right direction. Yeah, I had a little dip, but I would go. But these two years... And has been the most mentally challenging time to get through. But I'm grateful for it in a way because it's made me the person I am today. It's given me the experience, the knowledge and the power to be a grown man. Like I've developed into a man. I, I, I'm in a different mindset. And that's powerful because I'll take this mindset and all this struggle and turmoil and it will go into my performances. And that's why like, I'm doing call-out videos. And that's why I'm pushing my own career now because I'm confident in my own ability and my and and what I need to do to get back to where I need to be and it's working let's talk about the uh the Paul Butler fight now just mm. while we're still on this whole topic I'll bring it up we will obviously go into other clashes that yeah. you spoke about and other fights that you want but why why that one specifically is there any any more backstory that, that we may not know as far um. From from a personal perspective, um, I've got all the respect in the world from football. Like on a like day by day when we was in the gym, we'd always chat here and there. Personal, like on a level outside of boxing, cool, nice guy. Like I like him. We've got good morals and whatnot. But it's boxing. Like there's no friends in an industry, especially at your weight, and we weren't that close. Right, it makes perfect sense. I'm ranked number 15 in the WBC. He's ranked number seven. We're both from Britain. I've just had one British fighter 
completely swerved me to go and get knocked out in the first round because he knew I would have done the same to him. And it's just not on. Like, why can't I have these big nights? And to have a big night in Britain at our weight, it needs to be either against like a pound for pound star, um, who everyone knows, or it needs to be against a, a British fighter. But let's be real, me and Paul, both former world champions, chasing another world title in the same organisation. So it makes perfect sense for us to fight. And um, I know his promoter wants to fight. And I believe Paul would probably entertain the fight. Would he be confident in beating me? Maybe not, but he's a fighting man. Like, I shared the same gym with him and we must have sparred. The reason why, one of the reasons why I went there was because world-class sparring. I must have sparred him about four or five times and he never, ever took a round off me. And I believe I, I, believe I was knocking his confidence and um, it's just materialised. I mean, we never sparred, so it's a whole waste of time. Like, it's like two world-class fighters in the same gym. You should be like, pushing each other to go to a new level. And and he had these fights with Casemiro and Inoue. And I'm, I'm there in the gym, not getting no sparring rounds with him, not being able to mix it. And I'm thinking, like, what the hell? And I've been so, quiet so you weren't, you weren't sparring with him in, in the build-up to those fights that he had in that time where you no. were in the gym? No. Work that one out. It's, it's, it's ludicrous. But he would get sparring partners in who... He was you, Charlie, obviously giving confidence. Did, did you never question that at the time? Yeah, I did question it, but I was... Do you know what? I, I did question it, but when I fell out with my brother about everything, yeah, he, we, we had some words, and he, he told me about everything, but I wanted to not be wrong, and that was my own ego problem. Okay. So I try to, to to keep believing that it's going to work. But really, I should have just listened to my brother. Do you know what I mean? Let us be real. It, it, was, it, was, it was embarrassing, you know? And um, I'm not saying it's... It weren't Paul's decision, I don't believe. But it, it was obviously Joe's decision why we didn't spar. Maybe I, I was too... I was getting the better of him. I've never lost a spar against him. And, and I... I was dusting him up, if I'm honest with you. Um, but I still have respect for Paul. But it's it, I'm just speaking what I know is 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 the truth. And um, it was just it just didn't make sense to me. So this is like me sitting on the sideline and getting my career wasted, and like me and Paul are in the same weight. So I'm sitting there thinking, what what's going on? Why ain't I getting fights? Why this? Why that? Why that? Do you know what I mean? And and he's shining bright. And I'm like, right, I'm better than this guy. I know it. People in the gym have seen it. Why ain't I getting getting my opportunity? So coming out of that gym, um, why wouldn't I chase that fight? You know? And the only reason why that fight won't happen will be because Joe Gallagher and his ego. That is it. How does that fight go, Charlie, if it does happen? I beat him very comfortably and I believe I could knock him out. Okay. Okay. Right, let's move on to like the scene as a whole then. Because you put out your call out video and uh actually I didn't know until you mentioned to me about this sort of self management thing. And now I sort of dot the I's across the T's. It makes sense because 
that's actually when off the back of you posting that video was when I reached out and I thought, well, if you're doing yeah. this for your own socials and stuff, we may as well do a bit for Boxing Social as well. Mm-hmm. So you've since then had a bit of a bite. Uh, Jason Maloney, WBO yeah. champ in your division, he says that he would entertain a fight like that. I think he's interested in coming over to the UK. I mean, let's yeah. talk about a fight that gets the juices flowing. That's really it. Firstly, do you need like a middle ground first or, or do you believe that you're ready to go straight into a clash like that? I believe I'm ready to go straight into a clash like that. I don't believe in warm-up fights. I believe when my back's up against the wall, I've not been inactive within the gym or in sparring. I've been no. performing like crazy, like probably performing better than people do even when they're coming into fights, you know? So I want my back up against the wall where I'm fighting on the edge of my seat against someone who is high, who I highly rate and who I believe is a great fighter. So be it, he's got the world title, yeah? Um, he wants to come to the UK. He's alliterated that in an interview. Um, so I just I just want big fights. I'm 30 years of old, years of age. I know uh, I'm, I'm probably starting to look it now, but... Um, <laughs> But I want to be a part of big events, you know. And when I perform my best is when my back's against the wall. Through my career, I've always gone away and fought hometown fighters in their hometown. I've always took risks, John Real Casemiro in my ninth fight. Who does that? Yeah, maybe if that was in this day and age, how much media attention would that have got? Do you know what I mean? Like, And then I've gone and fight Rosales, who was coming off a free knockout streak and was number one in the division. And I got voluntary dip. I took him straight away with no, no, like oh, I wanted the I wanted the IBF champion. No, yeah, I'll take him. Yes, I'll, I'll take my shot. And I've always been like that, you know. Like my mandatory got called um, when I probably should have moved up the weight, but no, I decided to be to stick to my guns and try. It. Yeah, and that's what I want. I want big fights because that's where I get the best. And um, like. I just believe, I believe in myself, I'm confident, and I know when I'm in the right space here, which I am in now, and I've worked hard to get in, I can beat anyone, absolutely anyone. You've now so why, why warm up? Why warm up to have a slip up or for someone to say, oh yeah, maybe uh, Charlie, he, he's dipped a bit. Yeah, why do you think people dip in warm up fights? Because they're not really even up for them. Let's have real fights. Come on, 2024, all promoters are on the same vibe. Real fights only. Stop playing at it. You've, you've teamed up with Stephen uh, Smith. Now, yeah. firstly, we know how, how well the, the Smith relationships are with sort of every promotional outlet and everything. Yeah. And whether it be like the lads now, Liam and Callum. Callum mm-hmm. obviously had that strong relationship with Matrim, but... Liam went away, worked with Boxer, the Sowlands on the Eubank fight and everything. And everyone always sort of praises the Smiths on on on, on their sort of ability to cooperate and, and work with everyone. You're now with uh, Stephen, who sort of makes a bit of an endeavour himself um, as, as a trainer. Why was it? How did it come about? And, and talk me a little bit about why that was the perfect move for you. Um, I'll be real with you, like coming up through the amateurs and when I was younger, Swifty was always older than me, Stephen, and um, I always rated him. He was like someone I aspired to be like and looked up to. Um, He's gone through his own pro career. Yeah, he didn't didn't win a world title, but he's competed at the top of the top levels. 
Um, he's won um, British and Commonwealths. Um, yeah, I think he's been in two world title fights, and one was supposed to be against Vargas, but because he failed a drug test, it didn't happen. So he's been in the sport of boxing his whole life. He's been around his brothers um, his whole life. He's been to the biggest of shows and experienced Canelo um, twice um, and other big fights, George Groves and stuff, and being it himself and Andre Ward. Like he's been around this like experienced journey for years and years and years, and. Um, I didn't actually know he was in the coaching in the coaching realm, and I had a little conversation with him. Uh, um like, what show was it now? I think it was in a. I think it was. Uh, I can't remember anyway. I think it might have been a Liverpool show. Was it Catalunaras in October? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We sit in ringside, and obviously, word gets round and how you've been treated and stuff and da, 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 da. And he just vibed with me and we spoke on a level, just like normal chat, chit chat. And we left it there. We spoke for about 40 minutes and we really got on. We always have got on. We fought on the same bills when we both were matchroom and he's always shown his time and effort to me, even as a young prospect coming through. So I always had a lot of respect for him. I travelled the world with Callum. So I really get on with Callum. Paul's a great guy as well. And Liam is too. So, um, I then went to my strength and conditioning coach, Johnny Reynolds, who works with loads of like loads of top fighters. Um, I went down to Birmingham while I was in England and just done a session with him. And he told me that Swifty, the week after, like I'd just been speaking to him for all that time, um, was was going into the training room. And I was like, it's just a penny. Got you low, yeah, worry. low power, low power mode. Um, the penny just dropped and it was like I was really like my next decision to be, to go into like with trainer and everything like I I usually always rushed but I left this time to to just keep training myself training with my 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 good friend over here who's a good pad man um, called Rodrigo and and I was just letting things unfold while I was working myself out because I don't want to make another bad decision. You have to learn from your mistakes. And I just could not think of who I wanted to go with, like trainer-wise. Um, and it was like, I was thinking here, thinking there. and But I realised like, where I'm at in my career and off the back of inactivity and stuff, like I didn't know where to go. And when he told me about Swifty, it, it was like it was like it was meant to be. Yeah. The penny dropped. We got put in touch with each other, um, got his number. We spoke. Then he come over to Portugal um for a week's training like so we can test each other callum come over and done a bit of training at the beginning is a better be camp um and 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 steve clark who's fighting on tasha's bill um in liverpool and they all come over we we gelled out i i done pads with him i know he's got a good boxing brain you don't need to be a you don't need to you round the boxing scene everyone speaks very highly of steven um, I know he's got a good boxing brain. I know he's experienced in all the major big fights. So we hit pads for the first day and we just like hit it off and gelled massively straight away. And what he was alliterating to me and how he saw things and stuff, I was just like, wow, you just can't buy experience. Like someone who's been there, done it all with an open mind and realised like what kind of approach he would have on me compared to his other fighter compared to this fighter it 
to, to add to our abilities and strengths. It was just like mind blowing. It really was. Um, and then I, I, I was waiting to do a week's training with him because I was going to decide. But after the first day, to, um, I went back and spoke to my wife. She met him. So it was quite a personal kind of relationship straight away. Um, and she was just like, you're absolutely buzzing. I haven't seen you like this ever. Like you're on fire. Like the way you're the the way you're talking about things, the way he's setting shots up with you straight away and stuff. He goes, she goes, I think this is this is right. Like, and everything sometimes happens for a reason. And we've waited this long. And going into 2024 with a it puts you in a very powerful position. And it was just like I knew then and I was like, nah, do you know what? I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait it out a week. I don't want to seem too keen. Like da 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 da. And she was like, really okay if that's what you want to do and then I sat on it and thought about it and I was like the next day we went on a little run and I just like I, I kind of just asked him straight outright just like off the cuff and he it was like it was, it was a special moment but um a moment that I know is right for me and my career and yeah people might say like because it's interesting from the outside because because he's only just turned into a like decided to go down the coaching route and then a former undefeated world champions teaming up with I him. It's a bit like, like whoa, what's going on? I think people like it. I do. I do. And coming from where I've been to where I'm I'm going, it's been such a positive um positive move. Um I've got full trust in the in um Stephen and um I really believe he's gonna add and bring something out of my game that no one has ever added. And that's because of the way we think, the way we talk, even when we're not in the gym, we're discussing loads. And he's so passionate and hungry. And yeah, he never won a world title as a as a professional boxer, but we'll go win a world title as a coach. And then you're you're in the same club. Do you know what I mean? And um, I think this journey is a very good one. I go back to um, Liverpool on Sunday for two weeks to team up with him, go into the rotunda, get some sparring and that, that gym's thriving. But like, Swifty's alliterated like that, how much time and energy that he wants to put into me. He's also said that we can be flexible. So I don't always have to be in, in um, Liverpool. He can come to Portugal as well. Um, so we, we can do camps here and there. And it's time, like I thought it was time to take, my career as I've always wanted to take my career not be a number not be like I want to be full attention I deserve full attention I've dedicated my whole life I I graft and graft and graft like even when I haven't got fights I'm grafting so to have someone who's going to give me 120% attention and develop me and and is passionate like I am and not just there for the paycheck is um is what what I, I, I needed and I look at other fighters and other like American fighters, like the top of the top, that's what they have. And you need that to be at the top. You can't just be a number in a gym. Charlie, two more from me. Um, just promotionally moving forward. I know that your relationship with, with Matrim is not, I don't know if it ever sort of, I don't know what happened. So I, yeah. I won't just put words out there, but yeah. it seems like from the fight week in, uh, Liverpool first hand I wasn't out there in Arizona but I know yourself and Frank get on well from what I've seen your your relationship with Eddie is still good um, but then I mean you can never close any doors as to whoever you work with but 
moving forward, do you have an idea? Have you had conversations? What can we expect? What shows can we expect to see you on this year? Um, I I've I don't really want to be like I've learned that you can't talk things until they're done. Yeah. You know, um I've got a great relationship with everyone. And that's that's from the like I've never fallen out with anyone, even when I left Matchroom when I did, I didn't fall out with them. Um I've always got on with Eddie, always be at their shows. They've always sorted me tickets. I've always really got on with Frank Smith. Um, we actually, when he was coming on the scene, he actually come over to Germany with me and was representing me for Matchroom um, before I fought Casemiro and just a warm up fight for it. And um, we've always had a good relationship and we always got on. Sonny's there, he gets on, um, is really good for Matchroom. So, I would never say say never. Um, I've had conversations with Frank about potentially getting on some shows. Um, so we'll see what comes about of that. Um, I've had a good. I had a good conversation. Sit down with him in um, in America at Sunny's Fight Week. They took time to come and sit with me and have a proper conversation, and we addressed a few things. And it was um, it was very positive movements. Um, now Jason Maloney wants wants to fight and come to the UK. Who know what promoter is going to want to pick it up, you know? Um, but like, all, all the promoters are doing their own, doing good. Um, Eddie's flying. Um, Frank Warren's absolutely flying as well now. Um, Sowlands are flying with Channel 5. Um, Boxer are, are doing all right as well. So, um, yeah, it's like, like I said, it's, it's a powerful position to be in now. With no weights holding me down, um, I can speak freely and um, make big fights. Um, I want big fights and I'm willing to go anywhere for big fights. So um, if I don't get snapped up straight away from a promoter, I, I, I've got a brand, a name to make a big main event fight elsewhere. And um, But I've been having great conversations and I've got a few conversations lined up this week i don't want to say the names which i'm i'm really positive about and um hopefully we can get a fight as soon as possible i'm only six weeks away from fighting as well around that what fighter does that who's been inactive for all this time you know i'm i'm not here to play games i'm here to create a legacy and here to to chase multiple world titles but as well giving the fans proper fights too many people are playing at this game i won't prod you anymore on that then I suppose just lastly you mentioned you've always been a family man something that took a hit was your relationship with Sonny but now that's back on track you shared that moment with him in Arizona I suppose just a reflection on the performance very gutsy given the injury faced obviously we know he'll have a little bit of time out of the ring now yeah. while everything heals up and everything moving forward but you know like you say just just happy that you've got that relationship back on track and, and he's doing good things in the sport as well yeah, yeah, he's doing great things in the sport and um, he, he's pulling in numbers and views and, and um, he's taking fights that many people as champion would have sidestepped. Let's be real. He went, he went for, he was either one or two in the division. He's number one now. He went for the top dog and he put it all on the line. He travelled across the, the pond um, into um, his backyard you know, he entertained everyone on the fight week. Um, he he sold the fight in the correct way. 
Yeah, the fight didn't go his way, but he showed a lot of guts and and warrior code um, by sticking it in there and fighting um, seven or eight rounds with his eye socket broken, fractured. You know, um, we've seen many people swallow it straight away as soon as that the eye goes. It's a very a dangerous injury to say the least. And um, when you can't see a pound for pound fighter um, properly and you can see two of them, it's very hard to be able to adapt the, the tactics of probably which he um, he wanted to kind of adapt with that sort of fighter. Um, so yeah, it was he suffered a bit of unluckiness maybe, but Bam's a hell of a fighter, you know, and he deserves that um, number one spot in the division. Um, and Sonny will come back like he's alliterated. He might go down to light flyweight. Um, he makes the weight very comfortable at fly um, to become a two weight world champion and then come back up. And um, I think the titles will be vacant when Bam moves up to super flyweight, you know. So, um, yeah, he'll live, learn, brush himself down. I think the British public have taken a real shine to him because of how how he actually handled the situation and carried on fighting and give the fans so much entertainment for value. Um, and I'm sure Eddie would have loved it. I see a, an interview saying that Sonny's stock has rose, um, although you don't want to be in them kind of fights often because it does take years off your career and broken bones and stuff like that is not something you want to be um, taking damage like that. But um, Sonny will bounce back and um, I've got full confidence that maybe in 2024 we could both be world champions at the same time. Well, Charlie, I think that's about 37 minutes bank. Between... I think this is the longest I've ever spoke on an interview. You got me right going, didn't hey, you? Hey, well, I'm, I'm happy and thank you <laughs> for, for, for sort of sharing this and, and sort of being able to go through everything in a way that you haven't done yeah. before with me. I appreciate that. Um, always lovely speaking to you. And I suppose now we just, on, on your side, personal side, look forward to a big 2024. You're really up for it this year. And, you know, it feels like you've got your mojo back. Yeah, 100%. Like, um, and one thing I want to say is this boxing game, boxing business is a very hard game behind the scenes. We can't always alliterate everything out into the media. We've always got to be careful of what we say to put ourselves in a predicament. Um, but I just can continue want to say thank you and I'm grateful for all the support all the messages that continue asking me when I'm fighting and want to fight although I, I used to sometimes see it as a negative it's actually a positive for me because it shows that I'm still loved and still wanted in the ring and and that for a fighter um, is great so I just want to say thank you and I'm grateful for everyone Charlie Topman thank you for speaking yeah. to us at Boxing thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.